Hey guys, welcome to another episode of HTWOW, High Tea with Old Waver, with your best friends in the podcast universe, Toby and Dave. We are here to bring you a special November Thanksgiving episode that has nothing to do with November or Thanksgiving. Actually, we do kind of talk about stuff, but uh, it is episode 52 of HTWOW. It is um, very special in that we have a fantastic giveaway of a fantastic record that you most definitely are going to want to own a free vinyl copy of. So go to positivespin.com, positive with a Z, and check out our fantastic vinyl sponsor and see how you can win a free copy of the HTWOW album of the month. We have so many cool albums that we've already given away and uh, this just adds to the list. Uh, also want to uh, encourage you to become a subscriber to the HTWOW After Dark podcast, which is the drunk after party of this podcast. It's more tunes, less talking, and we're more drunk, and it's super fun. Uh, if you are going to be trapped with the relatives over the holidays and you need more content to listen to in your earbuds to uh, avoid uh, conversing with loved ones, then uh, go ahead and become a patron and you're going to have like, uh, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Let me see. This month will be after dark number 35. So you're going to have 35 episodes that you can catch up on. And uh, all of them feature tons of great tunes and lots of drunk banter. So uh, encourage you to check that out, bro. Right, Toby? Right, bro. Uh, and hey, while you're at it, have a hashtag blessed Thanksgiving. Blessed. Once again, probably parents listen to some really cool stuff. Yo, dad. Hey. <laughs> Put on that bird's record. Then that, let's jam some stone roses. That chameleons is blowing my mind, bro. <laughs>
Wow. High tea with Old Waver. Episode 52. The November 2020, 2020, 2021 edition. <laughs> Got stuck there for a second. Well, My name is Dave. I'm the old waiver part. With me, as always, is Toby, the high tea part. He's at Toby Pipes on Twitter. I'm at Old Waver on Twitter. Together, we bring you this monthly podcast, which is a song swap and a beer swap. We each play two songs, and we drink beers. Used to, we would uh, pick out the beers and present the beers to one another as gifts. But now, we have a sponsor that gifts us beers. Oh, bring this up real quick. Oh, here we go. Look out, here she comes. Look out, here she comes. I say, look out, here she comes. I will talk about our beer sponsor, Gift Ben Packing, in just a moment, but uh, that is The Cult with Love Removal Machine from the album Electric. And Electric is our HTWOW. Album of the month. And uh, it is provided to you, the listener, because you can win it by positivespin.com. Positive with a Z. They are our vinyl sponsor. And uh, if you go to positivespin.com and click on the banner at the top that says win the HTWOW album of the month, You uh, will see a little form that asks you for an email address and plug in an email address, send it off, and you could win a brand new sealed vinyl copy of the Cult Electric. One of the hottest crossover smash hits of the 80s. It really is, because it's, it's, um... It's new wave, but it's heavy metal. Yeah, but that guitar sound is clean. Yeah. Like, I remember it being much dirtier. Yeah. But it's full on just clean guitar sound. Uh huh. But they're jamming, so it makes it sound like it's, you know, heavy. That was Rick Rubin, right? Did he do that? I think it was. I didn't know that. Oh, you make me look it up now. I don't, I mean, I didn't really care. So that's really up to you. Sow <gasps> <Soul> Shaker! <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah, so it came out in uh, 87. And yes, Rick Rubin was Man. your producer. You're on it. I know. I know. Way to be, Dave. Yeah. Well, that was the that was the uh, <sighs> like the fork in the road for the cult because the previous album Love was very uh, kind of swirly, gothy, uh, new wave, and then they wanted to reinvent. I mean, they were. I mean, they were a new wave band. Yeah. Big uh, puffy white shirt, like a pirate shirt. Mm-hmm. Do you remember a few years ago when they released um, the, uh, I guess, pre-Rick Rubin version of Electric? Pre? No, I do not. Um, yeah, so it was, uh, the album originally was called Peace. And... Peace. They, uh, and, and so... You know, they recorded a lot of the uh, songs like Wildflower and Love Removal Machine, but it was more in the style of love. Oh, really? 
Yeah, and hmm. then uh, I guess it was in 2013 they released a double album called Electric Peace. So one disc had the original album, uh, and then the other contained uh, the Peace versions. Cool. Yeah. So there's a little trivia for you. I didn't know that. You know, I um, I'm cool enough to. Uh, I partied with their drummer one night in L.A. Is that cool? That's cool. What's his name? I forget. <laughs> but and when I say partied with, I just was at the same bar he was at. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was sitting there. Yeah, my one, my one cult story. You have a cult story? Yeah. Um, so Ian Asbury, uh, at some point when they were broken up, um. He had uh, a uh, side project, um, Holy Barbarians. Do you remember that at all? No, I do not. And so sounds terrible. Yeah, and so he played, or Holy Barbarians played like the one-year anniversary party of Trees down in Deep Ellum. Okay. And they put up a, a stage in the side parking lot, so they had bands like inside and outside, and. Um, so when Holy Barbarians got up and played, they played the stage outside. And at this time, Ian was a, a little heavy. Okay. And uh, didn't really seem to care. And so uh, he they bust into their first song. And, you know, he's always got the tambo, right? Right. That's, that was kind of his bit. So he <laughs> has the tambo and he's playing along. And then he throws it up in the air and spins around and goes to catch it and it just winged way back behind the stage <laughs> and he just kept going just didn't care some i think the somebody went back and got it and brought it to him ian here sorry your valium kicked in and you sh- yeah. shot it way behind the stage <laughs> he almost took your drummer's ear off um yeah. he looks good now though he's rebounded yeah didn't he uh he did the Doors reunion, right? Wasn't that him? He they yeah, he was I think the singer. So. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I could see him doing that. Yeah. Or get they probably didn't even know Ian McCullough probably could have been better. Probably. But. And uh, while we're on the subject of sponsors, uh, let's go ahead and say hi to good friend Package one one five five PV Avenue. Our good friends Matt and Josh always hook us up with good stuff. Happy anniversary to them. Yes, they did uh, celebrate a big anniversary, 10 years of Good Friend Burger Bar and uh, Beer Garden. And uh, But I went by Good Friend Package, which is now fully renovated and uh, ready for you to serve sandwiches and coffee from Cultivar, etc. How does it look? Uh, similar, but it's a little more functional. The coffee bar is bigger. Uh-huh. Um, and I think a lot of it was more behind-the-scenes stuff that they needed to fix. Oh, uh, I see what yeah. you're saying. But, you know, I mean, it, it's nice and clean and cool. Looks good. Um, but he had, uh, some special Magnum bottles that he wanted to unload on us Yeah, because, uh, you know, he said that people, and he actually got this from a uh, good friend, burger bar and beer garden. Okay. He went across the street and grabbed some things. Cause he said that, you know, these are meant to share generally and that people don't share beers anymore, you know? 
just kind of post-COVID, people just don't order these, so he just wanted to... Well, you're not drinking out of the bottle. Yeah. I mean, you're pouring them into a glass like we did. Which is just like getting it from a tap. What's the difference? I don't know. I guess he just, for some reason, he said that these just sit on the, sh the shelf, so he wanted us to have them. Good. And so the one that we are drinking today is from Rollertown Beer Works out of Salina, Texas. It is the Cherry Chocolate War Daddy Imperial Stout. Yeah. It is a 10 percenter. Says barrel aged Imperial Stout brewed with dark cherries, cocoa nibs, uh, coffee, and vanilla. Cocoa nib. Cocoa nib. It's delicious. Mm hmm. Yeah, it is smooth as hell. This and is how I, I would want to do it, though. Like with two, three people, finish this one, and then right. and move then on something, to something else. Yeah, do something different. I mean, we, we split this into two pint glasses, so... Oh, the whole bottle went the into whole, two... The, yeah, the whole bottle was a little less than two pints. Wow. And so I'm guessing a, a wine bottle goes into two pints. I guess so, yeah, because it's about the same. Because that is definitely the size of a... Yeah. yeah. And um, we'll try that later. And if you have not uh, visited Rollertown, are you familiar with Rollertown, Toby? Is it an old roller skate place? <laughs> no. Um, it is the brewery that is owned by uh, Ben and Skin. Really? Yeah. You know, they stopped their podcast recently. They stopped it? Yeah, I saw something of, hey... We've had a great time, but he just said they didn't have time to uh, do the once a week thing okay. anymore, so they shut it down. Well, they've got a lot of stuff on their plate, including owning a brewery. And I was gonna. Uh, Where? How close is Salina to Dallas? It's it's way north. It's uh you know up past like McKinney and Frisco and all that. Why did they pick to? I well, I think Ben lives out there. Oh, okay. He, do, he... do they still do all the basketball? Stuff. Yeah, okay, so that's what I was going to say. Okay. Is for P1s of the ticket, which is, you know, where anyone who's ever heard of me will have heard me, <laughs> the ticket. Um, so if you're a P1 of the ticket, you remember most likely that Ben and Skin used to be on Saturdays after the orphanage, the show that I did with Danny. On Saturday, so Danny and I were ten to noon, and Ben and Skin were noon to two. The time slot that's now the Cirque du Soroy program. Mm -hmm. And so, I always think about how, when, how, whenever it was, like fifteen years ago, that I was, I was a peer of Ben and Skin. Mm -hmm. That I had a weekend show on the ticket. They, they had, had a weekend, weekend show on the ticket. I did a few cross talks with them. Yeah, filling in for love those guys, and, and our cross talks were legendary. Mm -hmm. uh, AIDS tapeworm, <laughs> for one. We did a cross talk with them at the motor at the speedway once. Do did you remember we? that? No, we were all crammed in that little tiny room, <laughs> and we decided to do like because we were like we don't have to do this here because we were basically in a closet, and they were like no we're doing it, and we all crammed in there and. We're sweating. You don't remember that? I do not remember that at all. Yeah. I blocked it out. <laughs> anyway, so my point being is at one point, I was a peer of Ben and Skin that we were equally accomplished or equally uh, making the same amount of progress on our 
uh, media and career climb. Mm-hmm. Fast forward 15 years, I now have a podcast. Meanwhile, they are afternoon drive on the Eagle. Skin is color commentary on Mavericks games, and they own a brewery. Yeah. So congratulations, Ben and Skin, for lapping me like 10 times in the last 15 years. But you know me pretty well. That's true. They don't know you as well as I know you. You so. know what I've done with Skin? What's that? Um, For a while, he owned a publishing thing for Music Beds. Oh, yeah. And I did a bunch of music beds for him, and they still get used to this day. Yeah, I mean, he's got he's got a label, and I think... I don't know if he's involved with Josie Records directly, but he does a lot of stuff with them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. They have a lot of stuff going on. I have very little. They hustle, Dave. Yeah. Maybe I, that's the deal. Maybe I just need to ask my former peers to mentor me. <laughs> Yeah, like, do you guys get up and make a list? Because I'm yeah. exhausted. Uh, how, how can I do cool stuff like you guys? I'm tired even thinking about it. All right, so uh, go say hi to Ben and Skin up at Rollertown in Salina and tell them that HTWOW sent you, and then they'll say, who, what? And then say Dave and Toby, and they'll say, oh, cool. Cool, yeah, they I have remember a podcast? Those guys. Vaguely. All right, so let's get to uh, some jams, because... That is the main purpose of this pod. We shoot the shit and hang out and have fun and drink beer, but we also want to bring tunes to you, our dear listeners. Um, Sometimes it's uh, old stuff that, uh, like the cult, that uh, we want to remind you of, that we all want to uh, rekindle our love for, but sometimes it's new stuff that sounds like old stuff, but it's new stuff. And... I am very synth-heavy this month. This November, I am thankful for synthesizers. And so I'm doing a complete 180 from our intro song. We're moving away from Rick Rubin and guitars and Ian Asbury screaming. And we are going to play some very nice retro synth that's brand new. And the first band that I'm going to play, I think both of these bands are from uh, New York, New York, or Brooklyn. Um, Surprise, surprise. But the first band I'm going to play is a band called Black Marble. And it's pretty much uh, one dude, uh, Chris Stewart. And uh, I guess he had a partner at some point, but at this point it's just a solo project. Chris. Stewart. Chris Stewart. (laughs) And he just put out his fourth record uh, called Fast Idol. So we never played Black Marble ever on the After Dark or never? No, we've never played um, anything from them before. I think that I've come across this before, like I told you earlier. Well, we did. But uh, I'm glad you're playing this. We did debut Marble Arch a while back, but this is Black Marble, not Marble Arch. Yeah, no, totally different jam. Yeah, and so they are on uh, Sacred Bones Records, which is a really cool label um, out of Brooklyn. And uh, this is their second record on that label. Brooklyn. And so Fast Idol, um, it's good. It, uh, it, it's, it, it's somewhat limited by his vocal range. You know, he's kind of like a, a monotone mumbler. It's okay. um, but I really like 
track one off of the new record, which is entitled Somewhere. And that is our first jam on your November HTWOW. IT with all flavor.
I like that jam. That is, uh, it's a long jam. Yeah, and that's the thing is that he, uh, most of his jams on the record are on the long side. Mm-hmm. That maybe, I mean, it's all self-recorded, self-produced. Like maybe if he had an editor, a producer that could say, you know, you might want to just make this one a little bit more concise. I'm almost positive. See that drum machine right there? Uh-huh. That one does the sounds that were on that thing. Yeah, so I really like the sounds on the record. I really like a lot of the ideas on the record. Some of the songs just, as we've talked about before, don't land. Like, they just, they kind of go on and on and on. Yeah, but I like that he kind of put two songs into one there. Yeah, I, I re, I, to me, that's the highlight of the record. There's a couple more that I really like. Um, you know, and I'll probably try and pick one for the After Dark. Um, but it's good stuff. That would be a cool thing to see uh, see him pull that off live. Yeah, I don't know if he has a backing band when he goes out. Um, or if he just kind of does it Thomas Dolby style. Yeah, he might. He might just be triggering stuff and playing the drum machine. and I don't know. I don't know. But uh, Black Marble. Black Marble. I, I, I figured it might be... Uh, up your alley just because of uh, I'm sure you can pick out like you said all of the equipment that he uses it's all awesome. the sounds yeah there's a lot of Juno there's a lot of sequential circuits it's awesome I bet he has a lot of fun making those records mm-hmm so Black Marble Black right. Marble there you go all right so before we get to your first jam mm-hmm. I did want to touch on something that we teased last month um and has occurred in between the October pod and the November pod. And that is Manny Patel, or sorry, let me get the name right. Yeah, let's get to, let's get it right. Manish Patel's first annual memorial Chili Bowl and More Invitational Chili Cook-Off. It's a lot. It is a lot. But yes, we had Chili Bowl at, uh, at my house for... Uh, a cowboy game, and uh, a lot of people showed up. I can't remember if we had 11 or 12 chilies entered. Do you remember? I think it was 12. There was, man, definitely the most ever, right? Uh, it, it may have tied the most ever. Craig seemed to think that maybe we had like 13 at some point. Oh, okay. But it was a great showing. It really was. It was um, hard. It was hard to pick. And we had uh, amazing T-shirts printed up. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to uh, Austin Green, yay, drummer Austin. for uh, Taylor Young Band. He has a uh, T-shirt company, and they did the logo and the printing. And he they turned out the, awesome. He he shot those out really quick. Yeah, and I I still have showed up at your house with a box. right? Yeah, he hand delivered them, and then he couldn't stay for the chili. Mm-hmm. He's the reason, you know, when I was. When I was telling you that when I ran into Bucks Burnett about uh-huh. the um, XTC stuff, yes, the reason why is because he was delivering the uh, posters that for the um, Polyphonic Spree concert. Oh, that's right. To Good Records at like midnight, like the night before the show. Yeah, I was like, God, man, he is hustling. He hustles. See, that's our problem, Dave. We don't hustle. Yeah, but he doesn't hustle to get paid because I still haven't been invoiced. Yeah, no, he's all right. 
but uh, yeah, very, I do. I do still back. have um, some mediums and some larges. Uh, so if you, dear HTWOW patron, want to uh, figure mm-hmm. out how to get in touch with me and figure out how you can get a Chili Bell T-shirt, I put that on you. They're very, very cool shirts. They are cool. They run small. A little bit. A little bit. So if you think you want a medium, you probably want a large. Do I need to swap you out for a large? I don't know. I kind of like my... You like your medium look? My pecs. Yeah. But, um, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Well, I do have some extras. Sometimes I like a night shirt to slip in. <laughs> I like to pull it down I past my panties. Pull it down. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, so Chili Bow has been going on for, gosh, like, I, I I guess not consecutively, but maybe like we've done it like 10 times, would you say? At least 10 times. Because remember, saw, we I, used to play, there was the whole game and yeah. everything was involved. It was a, a I saw, I saw big a, weekend. I saw a photo that uh, Dale uh, sent on the group text mm-hmm. that they finally got a label maker and put the uh, the winners on the um the trophy which is a dallas cowboys crock pot <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, I, let me see if i can pull that up really quick because i i don't know if it has years on it uh-huh. well the thing was jeff and sherry's house was the first super bowl that's right wait over there on the other side of white rock lake but it was um i don't know if it was like a cook-off or anything right we just had food yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. And we played a game, little flag football. Little flag football. But yeah, no, I like the crock pot <laughs> touch. Like you won Wimbledon, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like carve your name in. It's, with, it's the cup that yeah. you hoist over your head. <laughs> but instead of carving it in, it's just a label maker. <laughs> So there's not a lot of, tint, you know, like when they're carving the name in at the end of the game and you're like, God, I hope they, right, I hope I they, hope don't they pull slip. it off. <laughs> yeah, I can't find, I, I have too many group texts, so I can't find the uh, the picture of the crock pot. Mm-hmm. But I will I will try and put together a uh, Chili Bowl Instagram uh, recap for the uh, HTWOW pod Yeah, profile. and you'll need to, uh, you'll post the picture under the post for the pod. Yes, God, yes. That was a lot of peas. Yeah, so if you go to oldwaver.com and uh, look at the uh, post for this uh, episode, you can see those pictures. But um, it was highly competitive in my house because um, we entered two chilies. My wife Marissa did not want to hitch herself to my wagon. She wanted to make her own mark in Chili Bowl, which I think well, she... she still even did. She even did two chilies. Yeah. Well, she yeah, she did two batches and then she ended up combining them for oh. her entry. <laughs> I didn't know that that's Yeah, her it was movie. like it was like a 75-25 mix of okay. her two batches. Why did she do that? I don't know, cuz she's really competitive and she wanted to win. And then so I did my usual thing of looking up a recipe but then totally bastardizing it and kind of doing whatever I feel like. Because you're going to make it better than yeah, the recipe Yeah, because I, I have online. all of these secret chili-making tricks. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so um, I would like the listener, just take a moment and uh, let's just say there were 12 entries. I can't remember if there were 11 or 12, but 
Out of 12, where do you think I placed? <laughs> well, I know where you place. Everybody got their answers locked in. If you guessed next to last, you are correct. <laughs> I, uh, and then what's great is, is that you were having to read off the results yeah. in front of everyone. And that's what I love about the contest is that uh, everyone is hung out to dry. They... Uh, Who's number whatever? Yeah, you're last place. <laughs> yeah, because it's all, I mean, when the chili tasting happens, all of the crock pots or stovetop pots are labeled with a letter. And so, especially if you get there late, you don't necessarily know whose is whose. You can guess. You don't want to know whose is yeah, whose. Yeah, you don't want to know whose is whose. The people who are there early setting up their chili have a pretty good idea of whose is whose. Um, but it is more or less a blind taste test mm -hmm. and it is pretty amazing how consistent the voting is. I know it really is. And of course, you know, I mean, let's give credit. Well, credit is due. Yeah. So He's very good at this. Yeah. So Dale won again. Uh, if I had the, uh, the trophy and uh, picture in front of me, I could tell you how many times he's won, but I think it's like six, maybe seven. Yeah. He, I will say. His definitely was the best one, and I chose him for number one as well. Uh -huh. um, but he's got to change the recipe next year. Yeah, well, that's what he did last year. He changed the recipe last year, and he lost. So and he so went back. So he went back to his championship recipe this year. Yeah, because he wins because it is the chili that you get at a place. It is the... I don't want to say it's basic. It is... It's everything that you want in a chili yes. without someone jazzing it up too much. Yeah, it's if you if you ordered chili if you chili. ordered chili at a restaurant and it and Dale's chili was served to you, you would be like, Oh, this is good chili. Yeah, this is, this good is chili. exactly what I expect. Or you wouldn't do the thing of, hmm, is it sweet? What is this? There's yeah, something what, what in there. What am I tasting? Is yeah. That, <laughs> is that is that turmeric? Yeah, there's none of that. There's just like, man, this is good chili. I'm gonna go. Is that cause, peppermint? Because that's why I always pick the the one that I always do first or second. Is that when I go back to get more chili, I know the ones that I'm going to, and I'm like, well, these are these these are obviously first and second. So that's what that means. Yeah, generally, it, I think most people do kind of the same method because we we kind of we had some newbies, and so we tee everybody up. We have these tiny little tasting cups. So go through and take a little taste of every chili and make a mental note of your favorites and then go well, back. Well, we have our little yellow post-it. Yeah, and then go back and retaste your favorites to figure out your yeah. final voting order because you only vote for the top three. Mm -hmm. So Dale came in first. Our friend Craig came in second, which he was very bitter about. He was. Uh, our friend Robin came in third. She entered two chilies, mm -hmm. her third place chili, and then she also had a ve veggie chili that beat me. I pick that one every year as my third one. The I only, picked the, it first. The only you? chili I beat was our friend Joel's turkey chili. <laughs> Man, he, when you he said his name, he was like, that's me. He <laughs> yeah. did not care at yeah, all. He did not care. He knew, well, he, he was like, I made turkey chili because I'm off red meat right now. Mm. And he knew that that was a death sentence, but... At least I didn't finish last. Thank, yeah. So thank you, Joel. And so Robin, who is a professional chef, finished third. And then uh, dear sweet Marissa finished fourth. 
She got so close. She was almost on the podium. I know. with Not without controversy, because uh, Taylor's girlfriend, Katie, confided in Marissa after the fact that she did not vote for Marissa's chili because she thought it was Craig's chili. <laughs> See, that's why no one should know who it is. I know. Why was she trying to... Because she was trying to downvote Craig. Why? I don't know. For fun? Yeah. Just just uh, out of, I don't know, retribution for an unknown wrong. I don't know. Craig is going to love to hear this. Yes. Did, did he know this or I don't, are you letting this out right now? I don't know if he knew this, but oh yes. Oh my goodness. You had, are starting it up now, <laughs> Chief. Had Katie voted with her conscience instead of trying to sway the voting then maybe Marissa would have been third. Man, all I know is you have started something, yeah. and I am not cutting that out. No, leave it. Leave it for forever. It's on the internet forever. We'll leave it so they have a confrontation next week, which we'll get into later. Yes, but we uh, we had a great time, and, uh, and everybody was uh, overwhelmed by the T-shirts, and we also had a shrine to Manny. With uh, we had a Troy Aikman candle, like <laughs> one of those, <laughs> like the patron saint candles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we had a picture of of Manny from after he won Chili Bell many years ago. He was wearing a, a Cowboys construction hard hat <laughs> and holding a, a little tiny uh, stainless steel chalice that was the trophy at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we also had his uh, his beloved Jason Witten jersey hanging there on the chair. So he was with us in spirit and uh, it was a good time. Everybody uh, really enjoyed themselves. And then those uh, friends of ours from out of town that couldn't make it, I sent them some shirts in the mail. Um, so it was, it was awesome to be able to commemorate Manny in that way. And now it's tradition. Now, every time we do chili bell, it's Manish Patel's, Memorial Chili Bowl and more. Mm-hmm. And the Cowboys killed it. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so on the T-shirt, we we almost had an intentional misprint of uh, instead of first annual, we uh, <laughs> we were gonna print it as fist anal. <laughs> but then we thought no one will actually wear these shirts. It already says Chili Bowl instead of Chili Bowl. Mm-hmm. Somebody's parents will eventually get it. Yeah. So, so. we don't want. We didn't want to put fist anal Chili mm-hmm. Bowl. That'll be later. Because that has a totally different meaning. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's move on to jam number two. Take it away, Toby. Well, we're doing a different thing. I don't think we've ever done We've done it to where you've picked all the songs before. Yeah. There's been months where you've had so much on your plate because much like uh, Ben and Skin, you have nonstop hustle, and you have a lot of irons in the fire. I have a lot of fires with irons in them. Yes. And so there have been times where I've asked you, hey, what do you want to do on the pod? And you're like, I have no idea. And then I will say, well, I, I have extra stuff that I don't know what to pick. And so there have been a couple episodes where I've picked all the songs, mm-hmm. which strokes my ego, sure. but but it, it feels... It feels like it's not the spirit of the pod. It's not democratic. You're not represented. And so I asked you this time, do you know what you're doing? And you were like, man, I, I just haven't had a chance to listen to stuff. And so 
I still had a backlog of things that I had looked up from last month and then stuff that I'd looked up from this month and stuff that I knew I wasn't going to get to anytime soon. And so I just sent you a bunch of Spotify links. I said, listen to this stuff and maybe something will grab you. Well, I, I was, my plan with that was to get your, your bands like the, cause you didn't really pick a song. It was more like, yeah, band. I just sent you the yeah, albums. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was even going to go into a, well, if I did like this or didn't like this, I would just kind of go into people also like this kind of thing. Right. Go and down start, the rabbit basically hole. Basically just go through the dives from the things you set off. But then I was like, I thought this is almost like a, if it was like a proper radio station thing and we got sent some stuff, what would we play? Right. From the stuff that was sent to us. Yeah, we're we're at uh, Merge 93.3 mm. in 1998, and we just got a stack of <laughs> CDs in the mail. We just got a stack mail. of stuff. So I just went through them really quick, and I picked two from your list. Okay, good. Uh, you're going to have to... I don't know when you picked these, if you know a little bit more about the bands than I would, um, because I know nothing about them, but I want... You don't know what I've picked yet unless you've been looking over here. No, I do not. Well, I, I have a, an idea of one just because I heard you uh, play a little bit sound of checking earlier. Yeah. Um, well, the first one I'm going to play is Munya. Love it. That, w that was almost on my list to play. It was right. so close. From the latest record, because this is new. Yes, brand new. Um, I'm going to either play Portois. Or Coco Beach. Yeah, both of those are good. Um, so you don't have a preference there. Oh, man, I don't know. That's tough. Is is Portois all in French? I can't remember. Um, Portois has more plays than the other one, but only by like about 10,000 or something. Mm. There's a lot of plays on this stuff. For a new release. But um, I thought that you might have a preference of those two. But if you don't... Man, I think... I think Portois is the I, one, I right? think I think Portois is the one. Okay. Yeah, so... Because when you said Coco Nibs earlier, I was like, well, maybe that's what we're supposed <laughs> to do. Maybe that was the sign. <laughs> but no, I think it's Portois. Yeah, so she is... Uh, it's a female um well she identifies as female and <laughs> she's a girl <laughs> and she is uh french canadian okay and so that's why she mixes in uh some french in her uh album Where i she... guess i think this is her first record is it not no it didn't look like it on the page let's see I don't know. I don't know. Hey, I'm going to have to find a proper bio because I'm looking at her. Uh, Do you want me to look it up? Her page. We'll, we'll, we'll look it up while uh, uh, stuff is playing. Okay. But, yeah, she is. Uh, she's cute. She is French-Canadian. She is like a uh, classically trained music savant. Does it say where in Canada? Uh, well, she went to University of Montreal. Okay. Um, I don't know where she 
currently resides. She's probably still there. She doesn't have a wiki. That's how fresh and new she mm -hmm. is. She is fresh and new. But, um, yeah, I think you're making a wise choice because this whole record, it has a um, kind of an air vibe, you know, mm -hmm. kind of the, the French uh, pop group air, mm -hmm. but also um, she's very sultry and um, it's just really cool. It's an awesome vibe and it's like a great record to put on. Uh, whether you're cleaning the house or making love to your wife <laughs> and anything in between. Uh -huh. Well, I will play Portois for you. Portois? Do you get it? <laughs> See what I did? Uh-huh. Okay. Here we go. New Munya on HTWOW.
so good. Uh, it's really good, Dave. Nice recommendation from Du. So uh, her name is Josie Boivin, B-O-I-V-I-N. And so she was born in a small town in Quebec. Boivin? Uh, she's the youngest of nine. Holy moly. So she was classically trained as a pianist. And then she discovered opera in high school. Okay. And then she studied jazz in college at the University of Montreal. Okay. So she knows like all the chords. Yeah. She knows everything. And um, then she, uh, in 2017, played at the Pop Montreal Festival. Mm. Um, and so after that, she got the um, inspiration to record music. And so she put out a, a series of three EPs and then uh, the new record that just came out, Voyage to Mars, is her first full length. So it is her debut. Okay. So first full record. I see. Yeah. Good. But uh, yeah, she is just super cool. Yeah, I like her jam. Um, she, um, like I said, it kind of reminds me of that Portlandia washed out opening. Right. But it's smooth and good. And she, uh, you know, she has a girl voice, but obviously she is opera singer person because she's not doing... One of the other things you sent, I didn't pick because <laughs> the voice was really like the mean thing that you did on the last one. Uh -huh. the, I'm in my kitchen. <laughs> Welcome to my kitchen. We got bananas and avocado. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't pick the other one because of that, because I was like, I can't hear someone sing like that again. Right. Um, and then, uh, and then the the next one that I play will make sense of the ones that you sent, because we have to have one like that. Okay. Good. So well, that's good. It's good. I I mean. I'm serious that this Munya record is the ultimate just winter mood record. Mm -hmm. Put on the fire. Yeah, you just if you can get your fireplace to work. Mm -hmm. Warm your junk all next to the fire. Yeah, get the fire going. Get a little hot toddy. You know, we got a cold front coming in, Dave. Curl up on your bearskin rug and put on the Munya. Mm -hmm. It might get a little chilly tonight. We'll see what's going. We'll see what we can do. I didn't bring uh, any uh, outerwear, so I'm, I might have to. Hey, as long as we have. Those I might have to put stitch two of your hoodies together. As long as we have the long t-shirts, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so everybody, please check out Munya, uh, and let's um, let's convince her to come play HT Wow Fest. Yeah, I can't wait till that goes down. That's going to be a long list of bands. Yeah, I know. All right, uh, are you finished with beer one? Tears for Fears headline? Yeah, we should get Tears for Fears to headline. Yeah. Yeah, I finished a while I back. passed, by the way, I I, I passed. They're playing um, Toyota Music Factory. Oh, okay. Tears for Fears. Is that where they're going to play? That's where they're going to play. Yeah, see, so you thought they were going to play American Airlines Center. Well, they did last time. Um, Tears for Fears did. I swear they did. Did they not? Remember, we had this argument on the last remember. podcast. I don't remember. But um, 
But that makes sense for them. Did you see the opening bands for this? Garbage. And who is the other one? Alison Moyet. Oh, Alison Moyet. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But, you know, I just, I don't know. I bought, I bought Kraftwerk tickets and I bought pavement tickets and I just, I, I mean, I may yet go, but I will probably try and find tickets last minute. Mm -hmm. I, I just can't commit to after no shows for two years. I yeah. can't. I can't just overcommit to a bunch of shows and shell out a bunch of money for tickets that I probably won't be able to find anyone to go with me. I'm going to that one. To Craftwork or to Tears for Fears? Both. Both. I gotta go to Craftwork. It's on my birthday. I know. It's it's our it's an HTWOW birthday I celebration. Know. Yeah, it's our birthday weekend. Uh-huh. Um, what was I gonna say? It was something so about so... HTWOW fest or about Tears for Fears. Tears to Fears. Or about Garbage or Allison Moyer? Oh, no, the other thing. I, I know why deep down you really don't want to get tickets right now for that. Why is that? Because of your your last Toyota Music Factory experience. Oh, the mm-hmm. Nine Inch Nails? <laughs> Was that my last time there? I don't know. No, I think I saw Tame Impala there after that. Oh, but yeah, okay. When we went on the wrong night. Yeah, and then we we had to find a scalper and sell him the tickets for the next night, and then buy tickets for the current night. Oh God, I'm such a moron. That was so wild that night. Jesus Christ. We have fun though. And I wasn't even drunk. Mm. But I am gonna reach into the good friend cooler and get us beer number two. No. Well, perfect. I didn't overslam that time. Mm-mm. What you got there? Hey! We are staying local. We are doing uh, a community beer company. Community is probably best known for their Mosaic IPA. This is also an IPA, but this is called Citrus Slice. Are you drinking this straight out of the can like we're fishing? I don't know. Should we? I don't know. Might as well. It's a seven percenter, so it's not, I, you know, Matt said it's easy drinking, but it still packs a punch at seven percent. I'm very excited. I got bubble voice. <laughs> I'm very excited to see the uh, community tap house whenever they open that up. It's down in the... Uh, Design district. Mm-hmm. That's the new spot. Yes. Um, and they had a lot of delays. Like, they they were waiting on the city of Dallas to um, <sighs> issue permits for them to install all of their brewing equipment in their new facility. Uh-huh. And so they uh, are opening, like, six months behind schedule. But... Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, I don't know when they're going to open, but the the renderings that I've seen of the community tap house look amazing. Good. I'm into it. How are you uh, feeling about citrus slice? Well, it's going to take a second because that is... Yeah, because um, we were just drinking cherries and chocolate. Yeah, that hits the palate in a totally different way. It's refreshing so far. It reminds me of something that we've had before. Mm-hmm. I can't think of what it is, though. 
Yeah. But it is citrusé. It is good. It's got a very frothy head. I get that a lot, Dave. Mm -hmm. After you run. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, what else do we have going on? What's What else is happening in our lives? Um. Well, I was going to uh, talk about our Thanksgiving plans after my next jam. What do you think about that? Okay, well, let's play a jam then. Because uh, I don't know... Dear listener, I don't know what your Thanksgiving plans are. Mm. Um, I have I have a very conflicted relationship with Thanksgiving. How do you feel about Thanksgiving in general? When I was a kid, I used to really like Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, now, especially since being in Baton Rouge or Dallas. Or wherever, there was so there. It, it basically just ended up being me traveling, driving so much that it was it becomes exhausting. Mm-hmm. That you're like, okay, we're doing a ton of stuff just to go somewhere to eat for a little bit. Um, so then, you know, we started inviting everyone here, but. You know, after a while, that gets old. So it's a lot you, of pressure. It's a lot of pressure, but we're not doing the. You know, we we flake out and get the food from the club, right? So we're not even having to do anything. It's like you go pick it up, open the tops of everything, and go there. Everything is. So, you know, what do you think? Like, what do you mean? Like, is it? Well, okay. So here's here's my general take on Thanksgiving. I I love it in theory. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that it all it is is food and football, at least in in my definition of Thanksgiving. When I was a kid, that's what it was. It mm-hmm. was just football all day and Yeah, and, and I love that part of it. Um I mean I, I hate to say this on the internet forever, <laughs> but uh-huh. <laughs> I love my mom dearly. I do not love her cooking. Okay. My mom is a fantastic baker. Some people are amazing at the Thanksgiving thing. Yeah, my mom is a fantastic baker, uh, and she loves to entertain, and she loves to make a big Thanksgiving dinner, uh, but it's always very like 1950s Better Homes and Gardens Thanksgiving. Yeah, they you stick, they stick it's, with it's it. Like, it's like the green beans with the cream of mushroom soup and the little crispy onions on top baked in the oven. Yeah, they have their little they have their little Like the menu has not changed in 40 years. They have their little box with the cards in it. Yeah. But when you think about it, Thanksgiving hasn't really changed in I mean, you do eat the same thing. Almost. Yeah, but th- there's just there there there's no there's nothing gourmet. It, like I like I'm saying it's 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 the most uh, 1950s housewife Thanksgiving. It's a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Yeah, that you've ever had in your life. And so, from the time I was a teenager, I would always find an excuse to go somewhere else. Either to uh, the home of the girl I was dating, or with Manny to a cowboy game, mm-hmm. or to a Friendsgiving you know, always 
would find an excuse like, oh, I can't come on, on Thanksgiving. I'll come like the weekend before or the day after or, you know, I'll, I'll come hang out and see you and, and, you know, we can do Thanksgiving type things, but not on the day of. Because right. I wanted to own that day myself. Yeah, and that's what I, I sort of like now about the new kind of like Friendsgiving thing that's come up. Yeah. Because those are always pretty good. And they're fun. And everyone has a great time. Because there's no family stuff. Right. But, um, I mean, my family's easy. But the uh, but you know what I mean. Like a, yeah, a some lot of other people to, can't wait to get out of there. Some house. people have yeah. to deal with drama with you know politics si- siblings or, whatever. or yeah, yeah, yeah crazy uncles or in-laws that yeah have like mm-hmm. radical political views or whatever yeah i was lucky as a kid a lot of thanksgivings and i think i've told you this before but our mayor in huntsville had cowboys tickets at the old texas stadium like about the 15 yard line mm-hmm about, but pretty good, like 30 rows up from the 15 right. at, at Texas Stadium. And that's a good seat. Yeah, like halfway up the lower bowl, right? Mm-hmm, on the Cowboys side, uh-huh. like where they were, you know, so that's, it looked, it was awesome. Um, But every Thanksgiving, he wanted to do Thanksgiving at his, you know, with the family. So they always gave us the Cowboys tickets and we were like, yeah, we're going to the Cowboys game. So we did it a bunch. Stayed at that hotel that was across from the uh, Texas Stadium. Got like some... It was like a Super 8 or something? Yeah. Got like some... Uh, any type of Thanksgiving thing we could sort of get that my mom would kind of work together because we didn't really care. And we walked from there to the game and walked back. It was awesome. A lot of Thanksgiving days. Well, uh, so after I play the jam, I'm going to talk about my... my uh, my history of Cowboys Thanksgiving games. And then also we're going to talk about our epic Friendsgiving plans for this year. Yeah. But let's go ahead and play jam number three on episode 52 of HTWOW. And as I said, I'm going back to the synthesizer Brooklyn community. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for this one. Okay. Uh, and this band is a band that we've played on HTWOW before. Uh, let me verify the month for you so you can go back and find them if you would like. This band was featured on the June 2020 episode wow. of HTWOW. Remember that? That was right in the middle of COVID. It was in the middle of COVID. Oh, <laughs> this was our open it up edition. So this was the first time that I came back here to College Station after we did a bunch of Zoom wow. uh, pods. Yeah. So uh, y- y- it, was your, uh, it was your book report on craft work. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I played a bunch of new stuff. And one of the things that I played was Nation of Language. That was their debut record. Mm. They just put out their second record. Wow. And um, it uh, builds on the first. It definitely is uh, a little bit bigger, a little bit more diverse. And much like uh, Wet Leg on the last pod, I think that Nation of Language is one of those bands that's poised to make a big leap forward 
Um, the new record is called A Way Forward. And the song that I would like to play is, I think, the, the biggest jam on an album of really good jams. And I, I'm probably going to have to pick another one of these to play on the After Dark as well. Okay. Uh, but the, the one that I'm going to uh, play for you guys is called The Grey Commute. And uh, it starts slow, but it finishes big. And uh, I hope you like it. This is Nation of Language on HD Well.
How's that feel? That reminds me of a lot of things. Yes. It has like a, um, you know, like speak and spell. Mm-hmm. Depeche Mode thing going on, but also like really early OMD kind of stuff. Yeah, um, and a very craft uh, work beginning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely fans of the craft work, but the, you know, the singing is, um, I mean, it's a lot of stuff. So I don't know if you remember this. You probably will once I mention it, but the uh, singer is Ian Richard Devaney. <laughs> and that he began experimenting with keyboards and eventually forming Nation of Language uh, after hearing OMD's electricity in his dad's car. Really? That's funny. Because when we had the first record on in June of 2020, we were joking about, Hey, Dad, play that OMD record! Yeah. Cause he These grew up, guys are crazy. He grew up in Jersey, I guess. Okay, I did not... Um, that's good. Yeah, so it's Ian Richard Devaney. It's his girlfriend, uh, Aiden Noel. And then the third member is Michael Sue Poy. And uh, it's the three of them. And it, it's getting great reviews. Everybody loves this new record. Um, I mean, NME which is not always the most trustworthy source these days, but they, right. gave, they gave it five stars. Uh, they really like just the mismatch. I mean, it, it is, it's, it's like a little bit of New Order, a little bit of OMD, but a little, it, I little mean, bit of Kraftwerk, a little bit of Japan, a little Cure in there. That song could easily have been on that OMD record. Mm-hmm. That was his favorite. They, it all sounded just like that. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, his singing took a step forward on this record as opposed to the last record. Uh, you know, he's just a little bit more sure of himself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, I, I just, I think that everybody needs to check it out. I think uh, Nation of Language, A Way Forward, is uh, worthy of a listen and uh, that they are going to be a band to watch in 2022. It's another click to pick. Pick to click or click to pick. Whatever you want. Is it pick to click? Yes. It's another pick to click. It's another click on dick. <laughs> Something like that. Um, yes, Dave. Yeah, so um, back to Thanksgiving. <laughs> Nothing takes you back to Thanksgiving like an OMD song. Right? Um but I'm sure at the Cowboys tailgates that Manny and I had at Texas Stadium, I'm sure OMD was on the playlist. For sure. So that was, that became my Thanksgiving tradition um, for a good three or four years. When you had your tickets. Uh, well, no, this was even, this was before the new stadium. So this was Texas Stadium, the end of Texas stadium. But even after such a great place for a Thanksgiving game, even after, uh, you know, I was with my ex and even after I think Clara was born, um, I still finagled going to the cowboy game with Manny. I don't know how I made that work. It's probably part of the reason why I'm not still married <laughs> Because I know it did 
there was a fight. No, you are married still right now. Well, to a different person. I know that, but I want to make that clear. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think there was a fight when I, uh, after there was a, there was a cowboy game. I think this was at the new stadium. It was probably the last Thanksgiving that I did with Manny, and um, I was I was in touch with the ex. And it was unclear as to whether I should go to my in-laws house or meet everyone at home. And so I just went home and then passed out on the couch. And then when she got home, I, I, I was given it. She let me have it. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say your pants were off. No, cause I ruined Thanksgiving oh. for everyone. Um, yeah. So, but Manny and I, our best memories of Thanksgiving were at Old Texas Stadium. And at Old Texas Stadium, I don't know if you remember this, uh, you always wanted to have blue parking. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because blue parking was inside the loop because Texas Stadium was in between 183 and 114 and loop 12. It had, yeah, the big triangle. It had a, it had a highway on all sides. That, yeah, and there was a big triangle, and Texas Stadium was in the middle. Yeah, you and, wanted to be in the triangle. Yeah, and blue parking was all the parking within that triangle. So you wanted to have blue parking. And so now if you go out to the new stadium, if you want to tailgate, you have to be on the perimeter of the parking lot, and you have to tailgate out on the grass. Which is fine. It actually is not a bad setup. No, it's, it's a good setup. Yeah. But at Texas Stadium, there was no grass. No, it's all cement. It was all cement. Every, yeah. And There's no tailgating it. Well, you could tailgate. You just tailgated just where you were in the parking lot. Yeah, it was weird. It was really weird. And so Manny and I would uh, create this whole Thanksgiving dinner that we would cook on one of those tiny little Smoky Joe grills. <laughs> yeah. So we would get like the Matchlight charcoal and the Smoky Joe tiny grill what did you get for a turkey? Well, we would get like a big turkey tenderloin and then we would uh, season it with, you know, like nutmeg and, uh, you know, rosemary, all like Thanksgiving spices, right? <laughs> right. And then we would grill that. And so it would have a little bit of Thanksgiving turkey flavor, but it would just be a big hunk of like a basically a turkey breast. Yeah, sure. Um, and then we would have... Uh, like a, a side of like gravy and a side of green beans and a side of mac and cheese or whatever, or mashed potatoes. We had all these things in those little uh, aluminum trays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so after we would cook the turkey, then we would heat all of that stuff up and then we would make our, our Thanksgiving dinner on our, our little paper plates and sit in our little camp chairs and eat our Thanksgiving mm. dinner and people walking by looking at us like they're they're having thanksgiving <laughs> what what is this God. that is way too much work dude oh dude it was so much fun you should have just gone to eatsies yeah i don't know if i don't know if i knew about eatsies back then there was no eatsies back then i'm just teasing probably not Mm-mm. uh yeah so i i have fond memories of thanksgiving at the cowboy game. I do too. I'm sure that it was probably. I, I probably am like 500 as far as wins and losses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some a, of them were great. Some of them were terrible. Yeah, in attendance. 
uh, at a cowboy game for Thanksgiving. But this year, we are going to have the ultimate Friendsgiving. Yeah, this is going to be dynamite. So my wife is having her uh, sister and brother-in-law and their new baby in town for Thanksgiving. Because we visited them a few times, uh, but they have not visited us since we moved into our house. And so we're very excited to host them. And so we were going to have Thanksgiving at the house, but it kind of came up like, well, the Raiders are playing the Cowboys. It's on. And so why don't we do that? Because my wife and her sister are Raiders royalty. Well, and it's only the Raiders against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving is not a thing. Like, this isn't going to come up again for a long time. No, yeah, the Raiders very rarely play in Dallas, much less on Thanksgiving. It's usually like Cowboys-Redskins on Thanksgiving. Uh, Or something like that. Yeah, But but it's never the Raiders. Yeah, never the Raiders. It's very weird and very cool. This is the only time we're going to do this. Yeah, and so so because my wife uh, and and her sister uh, have connections with the Raiders... They put out, uh, you know, their feelers and can we, can we get tickets? And so the answer was yes. How much do you, how many do you need? And so a thousand. And then, so, uh, my wife put out the, uh, call to all our friends, the, the usual suspects that are always watching the Cowboys at our game that are there for chili bowl, et cetera. And like, Hey, um, I might be able to get tickets to, uh, Cowboys Raiders on Thanksgiving who's in thinking that everyone would al- already have plans with family whatever and everyone <laughs> said yes Giddy going up. let's go so we are going to have a big crew going to Cowboys Raiders on Thanksgiving day and it's going to be awesome I have no idea like are what you going to our... come pick me up at the hotel on the way sure I have no idea what the accommodations are going to be, no idea how it's going to go. All I know is that it's going to be a blast. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And we can't lose, because if the Raiders win, they're happy. Yes. And if the Cowboys win, we're happy. Yes. So We do have to figure out like uh, where our seats are so I can determine if I can gear up or not. Oh, you got to gear up, bro. I know. Such a dork. I mean, I won't. I don't have anything. But you should. Yeah, I should. Um, Man, I I can't wait. I can't wait. What's the most American thing you can do on Thanksgiving? Go Uh, to the Cowboys game. Yeah. It is the most American thing to do on Thanksgiving. Yeah, because people have the Lions game on Mm -hmm. while they're cooking or while they're eat if if you eat early the lions game is on while you're eating early and then they've you know in the last 10 years they've added the night game yeah which is weird which is you know it's a rotating there's not a set host team for the night game yeah, so didn't it used to be the a&m texas game no i thought a&m texas or was it Thanksgiving night? I thought it was the day after. I swear when I was a kid, the two game, the games that we watched were the Cowboys and the Longhorn A&M game. But it I could it be might, totally It might have wrong. been on Thanksgiving night. But yeah, so now they have a random NFL game on Thursday uh, on Thanksgiving night, which 
People depending, kind of d- watch. Depending on the matchup, watch, you yeah. might watch or you might be asleep. Or, it's like the Vikings against Or you, you might escape your family and go out to the bar or the strip club. It's what everyone does. They all leave their family and go right? get tanked. But uh, everyone is by the channel for the Cowboy game. No matter who they're playing... That's the Thanksgiving Every game. American eyeball is on that game. Tech Shram nailed it. Yeah. Genius. Genius move. No, we don't want to play on Thursday. That's a short week for us. Well, if we have to do it, we want, we want every all year. of them. We're at every we want year. to host it every time. And they just went, okay, okay. you right. guys can have it. And if you want to have it every year, we want it. No, don't take it back. We want it every single year. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> Let's go Thanksgiving. And yeah, it is going to be the ultimate Friendsgiving, so we will report back on the December edition of HTW. We'll take a lot of pictures. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's a wild. Don't be too jelly. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not saying this to uh, make you hate us. I'm saying this to hopefully encourage you to live vicariously through us. Yeah, we're gonna because um, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, next year the giveaway will be join us in a thirty seat section <laughs> at the Gabbles game. I mean, it, if between now and next year I hit the lottery, then yes, we will have an HTWOW section at the Thanksgiving <laughs> game next year. But if we don't, then we won't. Yeah, that's a good way to say if we don't, then we won't. <laughs> <laughs> we can pretty much say that about everything Anything regarding this that pod. you could ever do. Uh-huh. If we don't, then we won't. All right. So it's time for the final jam of the pod. Out of the stack of CDs that I mailed to Toby, uh-huh. what did he pick for his second and final jam of this episode of HTWOW? Well, it's funny because I went and I, this was not on purpose. But I picked the first one that you sent me, uh huh, and the very last one. But you did listen to all of it. Yeah, you, li- you listened no, to everything. I, t- I checked them all out, and there. So was, this was an informed decision. There was one that was a struggle, and but I I felt like we have to play this band because they're so. I I don't know where they're from, because I didn't look it up. But I'm guessing they're they have to be kind of a Manchester thing because they sound so. Stone Rosy, Chameleons. Uh, they even have a. I mean, they even sort of have an Echo and the Bunnymen thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chime School, I also like the name. And they seem like they're not that big of a band yet. Like they're getting going. Mm-hmm. What What's your story on them? I really don't know. All right, so this is another one we're gonna to need to kind of look up. While uh, this it's... it may have been. I'm gonna I'm gonna look back because I want to give credit. It may have been an HTL uh, P1 that tipped me off to Chime School. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. We're gonna to have to give him credit if it's him. Yeah, I think I I I I'm pretty sure that I first listened to them. Um. Because of a recommendation from an HT Hour. Okay, well, great. We'll figure out if that's why. But um, it is. I like how they bury the vocals, and we need this. We everything can't be roller skate music. 
You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Well, yeah, we need to strap on uh, a guitar every now and then. Yeah, and uh, get some kind of, you know, Stone Rosy and then some smash with some shoegazy stuff. I, I love that we're breaking so many artists on this pod. Yeah. Yeah. So did you know the Wait Your Turn song? No. Okay, this is the one that I picked. There was another one that was kind of more poppy, but I liked this one because it's a little bit more Manchestery. It's got a little bit of a shuffle to it. <laughs> How's your shuffle, bro? <laughs> All right, yeah, let's play it and then we'll look up some stuff just so we have some idea of what we're talking about. Does that make sense? Love it. Love it. Chime school. Wait your turn on HTWOW.
It's really good, right? Mm-hmm. It's so it starts off like a Echo and the Bunnymen song, and then it um, it gets so chameleons like real shoegazy. It's it's a mix of it's this weird mix of everything at once. Like it could be on uh, the Breakfast Club soundtrack, but it also could be like on a I don't know some weird Laws track. Right, yeah, it's very much a Laws sound as well. Yeah. It's cool. All right, so do you want me to blow your mind? Yeah, of course. So what is your best guess on where they're from? Well, I said Manchester, so if I, if I, um, that means they're not from there. So they are from Brighton. Nope. Where are they from? Well, they are on Slumberland Records, which uh, Pains of Being Pure at Heart is uh, one of their more well-known acts. Um, very much a an indie U.S. label. Huh. They're American? Yeah. Are they from, like, Indiana or something? No. They are from San Francisco. Huh. Okay. Yeah, so um, the primary member is a guy named Andy Pastelonic. Not sure how to pronounce his last name. It's okay. Um, but, yeah, he's he just loves... Uh, 80s jangle pop and then all of the 60s 70s 12 string forebears of that well that's the, that's the other thing it's so it's there's kind of a birds influence too, yeah. which influence all the other but that's they when you're recording you're like i kind of want that kind of chimey guitar uh-huh that's why i think they're called chime school because all of the guitar sounds are that when people ask for that right yeah i want that 12 string chimey kind sound. of a chimey thing yeah so they're chime school yeah chime school is the perfect name um i i don't know um i don't know who the rest of the band is or if he even has a band i don't know if they're ever gonna tour or what their plans are but i've only seen picture of him yeah it this is the debut record and um Again, we're breaking new stuff. Yeah, I could not. Uh, I could not track down just because I'm such a, a power broker on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. At Old Waver, if you don't already follow me, but oh. you probably do. Yeah, probably. Uh, but I, yeah, I could not find um, the message of uh, the listener that tipped me off to chime school but i'm pretty sure i was tipped off it might have been is it brad i don't know it, it might have been a a um uh you may also like though because i did send you one um another band on that list that was i know for sure a uh htwow listener that tipped me off, but I can't remember if Chime School was. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Cut all this out. It's funny because it's not like it's a new sound, but it's mm-hmm. 
Like, there's about 10 band influences. Right, just like Nation of Language. Chime School is everything in a blender. Once again, probably parents listen to some really cool stuff. Yo, Dad, hey. <laughs> Put on that Birds record. Then that, let's jam some Stone Roses. That Chameleons is blowing my mind, bro. <laughs> You're freaking me out with this Swamp Thing. I love it. Can you get me a synthesizer with a really, really cheap drum machine? I would love that. Thank you. Tell well, Grandma I want a drum machine for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Which kind? Lindrum? Yeah, the Lindrum. No, get it? The Tom Sequential. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> uh, Man, our accents are really good. We're so good at that. We're so good at stuff. Well, I mean, I think that about does it. I think we uh, we want to wish you and yours a very happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. This will come out before Thanksgiving Day. You promise? I know you were worried about it, but it's happening. Do you promise? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because because people need, like, if you they have... They need travel stuff. Yeah, if you're traveling somewhere or if you've just endured a whole day with your in-laws and then you want to run out to the garage... And uh, slam a few beers. Listen to HT Wow. We can help you through this. How many people are trying to find places to smoke weed at Thanksgiving? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like going to the playground around the corner? Yeah. Or just like, no, we're going to drive. No, we'll go get the. What do you need? Half you, and you, half. You, you need, need cranberry sauce? You need- no, we'll go. And they're like, usually you're not so want to go. No, we can go. We can go. And then right when you get back, hey, can I jump in the car with you? No, 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 no one's getting car, in this car. Car to air out a little bit. No one's getting in here for another hour and a half. <laughs> I would love it if there was an episode of Where to Smoke Weed on Thanksgiving Day. You know that's a thing. Yes. I'm gonna go, I like uh, to stay in control. I'm going to go so. check on the, the, the smoker. I'm going to go check yeah, on the turkey again. Check on this something. So where does this little trail in the woods go? Like, but it's back behind. Still go to the same. I'll be. Yeah. No, I just, it's nostalgia. I want to go back and check. Right. It out. Yeah. I want to yeah. see if my fort's still there. Yeah. I'm going to check out my port, <laughs> fort and see if my porn mags are still back there. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Bringing it back to porn. That's what we do. Well, I encourage all of you to have a wonderful Thanksgiving and uh, smoke weed with your family if they're cool or uh, smoke weed um, back behind the shed or uh, in your car if they're not. And uh, hey, also subscribe to uh, After Dark. Yeah, we have songs to do. Yeah, we're going to have a kick-ass After Dark tonight. So go to uh, oldwaver.com. And click on premium or go to patreon.com and uh, search up HTWOW. And you can find out how to become a patron for as little as $5 a month. We're still about uh, 45 away from me jumping trash cans. so That's not uh, that far away. It's uh, it, 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 We're growing at a, at a snail's pace. But at some point, maybe by next summer, I will be jumping Toby's trash cans in the cul-de-sac mm-hmm. live on Twitch. <laughs> You'll have to get BMX ready by then anyway, so I it's know. probably good timing. Yeah, I need I need to train. 
start. When's the last time you jumped anything, even a curb start, on start a bike? Start by jumping curbs. Yeah, have you, I dude, I have never been able to jump curbs. Like I'm, I'm the lame person that has to slow down and like lift my wheel. Like over. pop the wheel. Well, like stop and like, oh, no, put my you feet don't. down. You can jump a curb. I cannot jump a curb. I don't trust myself. You're gonna really hurt yourself on this trash can. I am. <laughs> uh, we're gonna celebrate my fiftieth with me and traction. <sighs> a sweet little tabletop, and mm-hmm. never come out of it. Yep. All right, let's get out of here. Okay, you ready? We, we have dinner to eat and jams to play on the after dark. Yeah. How? Check this one. <laughs> Hey, don't forget to uh, enter to win a vinyl copy of Electric, the album that this is on by the cult. Positivespin.com. Just give an email and you can win. And don't be, don't be one of those people that are like, I never win anything. This is an internet contest. They must have thousands of entries. And there's no way that I could possibly win. You would be surprised at how good your odds are. So, do yourself a favor. And try to win a vinyl copy of Electric, which is a solid, solid record. The only ones that I really don't like on this record... I don't like the uh, the cover of Born to be Wild, right? I didn't know they covered that. Yeah, there's a cover of Born to be Wild on this, which is not my favorite. And then uh, there's another song that sounds pretty much just like it. But dude, Wildflower, this song. I had a full gun. Holiday.